Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Joe Vore, Daniel McGuire, The Bachelor Roundup, Home Towns. Quick reminder before we jump into this, Joe Vore on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that bell notifications, never miss an episode. Apple and Spotify, we are available audio only. Joe, the Joe Vore Podcast. Be sure to follow, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Never miss an episode. Daniel, we just watched the Hometown episode Love is in the air. Everything is magical. How did you enjoy or maybe not enjoy this episode? I mean, yeah, it's not as entertaining as the beginning of the season, but I mean, I can understand why some people enjoy it. It's not my cup of tea, but what did you think? Hopeless romantics. That's who enjoy it. They're like, this could be me. It's like, yeah, probably not. But keep hoping, keep thinking. You know, exactly like you said, we've said it. We've been a broken record the last couple of weeks. As this show moves on, kind of those entertaining people, kind of those X factors, the people that we kind of watch this for. I watch I watch this show sarcastically, sort of ironically. Those people are out. I'm still in for the drama just to see what it, you know, especially now in the pandemic, they can only do so much when they bring the families in. And, you know, if the hometowns weren't already cheesy enough and they have to come up with stuff, uh, we sell it, especially with the Bachelorette, with the little like props and stuff that they use, like, Oh, we're in New York City, but in reality, it's 115 degrees in the desert. We're eating like coffee and bagels, and we have this little like, you know, cardboard taxi. You know, so if the real thing wasn't already cheesy enough and cliche enough, um, this brings it to a whole new level. But you know, I enjoyed it for the most part. Our four that we have left, just to make sure we're all on the same page here, we got Michelle, Bree, Serena, and Rachel. Those are our hometown four. We meet all of their family, so. Let's dive in. Um, I want to ask you this, Daniel, to start. If you had a hometown, if you were back on The Bachelorette, you're a contestant. If you had a hometown, is there any wild card in your family that you would have to look out for for The Bachelorette to meet? Like, oh, God, we don't know how this person's going to behave today. No, uh, and uh, I can handle basically any of my family members. And, you know, you grow up with them, so you know their mannerisms and, right. you know, their behavior and what they might say, what they might not. Um, our family always tries to tease each other and, you know, kind of make fun of each other and make things awkward at times. So right. it wouldn't be a big deal. And uh, yeah, I would enjoy it, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So date number one goes to Michelle, the Minnesota native. She has her family in town. She has really stood out. And I forgot about this. She came along in that second wave. So about three weeks in, three episodes in, is when she showed up. She was in that second wave of contestants that came in. She got a one-on-one -on -one date pretty much right away. She's really, really stood out for Matt. And honestly, other than Rachel, we'll, we'll get to Rachel. She's been my girl throughout this whole thing. But I mean, she's right up there at number two. I don't know why I've been overlooking Michelle, but her and Matt's connection from what we've seen is really, really strong. Um, she's a teacher. So their little thing that they do during the day, they walk into this sort of lecture hall thing. They got the big screen up there. All our students are on Zoom, all of our elementary students, which was really charming, which was really cool to see. Uh, they asked Matt some pretty like fun, funny, but tough questions. Uh, I thought Matt handled it uh, pretty well. But now the daytime is over. Let's get down to kind of the nitty gritty stuff here. We meet the family. Uh, I want to ask you this. So obviously, Matt, we see him walking in. He's got flowers. He's got a gift. Obviously, he's going to have that for every single family that he meets. If 
their daughter doesn't get chosen. And we even saw he had like a huge bunny or a bear for one of the families. Like, do they hang on to that? Do you throw it out? Is that like a weird thing to hang on to? It's like, oh, remember this guy that uh, our sister dated on or our daughter dated whoever on TV for a few weeks? Like, do we just keep this gift that the producers gave him to give us? Yeah. And I think I would just give like flowers and wine or something like that. Right. Um, but, or maybe do auction it off and sell it, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That'd be like, it'd be like a collector's item. So a bachelor collector, maybe once we build a set for this podcast, we'll, uh, it could be a nice little thing for the background of the, uh, of the podcast. So, um, I want to ask you this too. We saw this a lot. If you were, let's play hypothetical here. You were no prior, your past is completely wiped. No prior bachelor reality TV experience. If you were a parent, if you were a father of any of these daughters and this guy comes in this reality dating show, are you really believing anything that comes out of his mouth when he's saying stuff like I'm falling in love? Like maybe his intentions are good. He means well, but can you really take it seriously knowing it's been, I mean, how long has it really been realistically four, five, six weeks? Well, that's what's funny is that with all these hometown dates, all the parents are kind of like bringing up the fact that it's such a short period of time. You know, they're not stupid. <laughs> no, for sure. But, but how, how would you handle like, like, would you really believe it? Or, or are you just like, dude, you're just so yeah, full of I mean, shit right now. If, if, I mean, if, if that was my daughter I, and well, I mean, after being on the shows, it's hard for me to even answer that question, but you know, cause I have a big, uh, very different perspective of these shows and how it works and whatnot. But yeah, obviously I'd be a little bit like, Oh, he could be, you know, he could be telling the three other girls, the same the exact same thing. What's stopping him from doing that? Right. You know? Right. Absolutely. So overall this date went really well with the family. Uh, Matt says, I think it was Matt. I think he was talking to dad that he's falling for Michelle. Michelle, I believe tells her mom that she feels that Matt is the one. So they seem to be on the same page here and overall, pretty good date. So pretty check that off for Michelle. Really good date for her. Next is Rachel. So they're going skydiving. X-Force, check out, watch out for those high winds, Deadpool 2. Uh, but would you do this? Would you if, if you saw we were going skydiving, would you be like, I'm I'm in, let's do it? Well, I've done it before. Oh, okay. Um, well, 13, 12, uh, 13, 12, 13 years ago or so. Um, and I was young and, you know, I enjoyed it at the time, but I'm in no rush to go do it again. Um, but maybe, you know, for TV sake, I would. Right. Yeah. Cause we see, you know, obviously they're not experienced jumpers, so they're not going out on their own. They're strapped on, strapped together with a professional, someone who's done this a bunch, an instructor, whatever you want to call it. Matt's landing, very clean, very solid landing. But then Rachel, I mean, she, I, I was surprised she wasn't more hurt because she, she hit the ground pretty hard. Yeah, well, maybe, you know, maybe she was and we just never saw it. Like, we don't know how she's feeling the next day because usually right. sometimes injuries don't, you don't feel it right away. It might be a, a, you know, a week later and then she realized she has, you know, a fractured vertebrae or something. Um, or I, I thought at the very least a concussion because she talked about uh, when she was talking to her mom, she, you know, had the makeup on, she looked good, but... She was definitely bruised and beat up from what she said. And of course, yeah, like no, she uh, faced that was a rough landing. Yeah, no, that, that, that's terrifying. That's like the worst case scenario. It's like, you know, it's just funny 
when when something that like that's so controversial that we you know go back like three or four weeks when they box luckily everyone's good then they go skydiving which is something that you know could be fun it's something that you know is almost not really romantic but still at the same time it's something that you know you're, you're definitely you know the, the whole metaphor the thing of the show doing that is like getting out of your comfort zone and doing that together and sharing that like exhilaration and adrenaline rush together so they do something that's controversial in boxing no one gets hurt then you do something that's skydiving that's you know way more dangerous than girls that aren't hitting that hard and you have headgear on and then someone this is of course when someone gets hurt so it's just kind of a funny funny correlation there um so in, then, of course, Matt runs over. There's some cliche, you know, like beyond cheesy, like, oh, my God, I'm falling for you after we just fell through the airlines. And then he uh, keeps his eyes open and kisses her. So it's now time to meet the family, Daniel. Dad. Now, he's the one that, no, everyone was pretty skeptical. But I was like, this, this might get a little juicy because before, as they were walking in, before they even showed up, Dad was basically like, what the fuck is this? He was so skeptical about the timeline. He's asking all these questions, has all, you know, timing. It feels like she just left. Now she's in love with this guy. Like, what the hell is going on? So dad and Matt have a one-on-one. -on -one. Dad, again, very skeptical, asking him about the timeline. And he's really not, he's not, a lot of times we see someone that's skeptical and you feel a little bit better about it at the end of the conversation, at the end of the night. But essentially... What he says when he's like, at the end of the day, I'm going to trust my daughter. What that is really code for is I trust my daughter. I know her. I love her. But I don't think he's fully bought in. And it's not necessarily Matt's fault. I don't think he dislikes Matt. I just don't think he's he's not all in on this whole thing, you know, overall as, as a production. As like, this is how she's going to meet her person. This is weird. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him. Um, I mean... Like I said, we've seen with all these parents, they seem a little bit, uh, you know, skeptical or kind of, you know, it's a fast process and, uh, I don't blame them, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it'd be different if it was the first show 20 years ago or whenever it was, but it, you know, the fact that it's how many shows, how many seasons later and, you know, a lot of people see the process of these sh uh, shows not, I mean, the, the cast members not working out well together. I mean, sorry, the, the relationships not lasting right yeah so and now this brings i think this was when the conversation was had when matt mentioned this to rachel matt reveals and says i am not now some bachelors handle this differently matt is not going to ask every single father or every single family for their blessing to marry the daughter he's not going to do that until he has made his decision how would you, you know, is this something like if you were the bachelor, I like to play a hypothetical with you because you've been on the show. You meet the girl, you meet four families. How do you think you'd handle that? Do you, do you ask for the blessing all there just in case or, or do you, do you hold off or is that something no, wait, you would even do? I'd wait, I'd wait till the final one or two, you know? So I, you know, I'd wait. Right. I can understand why Rachel's, you know, kind of nervous about it, but Still, at the end of the day, I feel like, I mean, I think you would too. I feel like we have to side with Matt here. That There's no sense. I mean, there's still so many girls left. Um, it might even come off weird, you know, especially the way some of the families, you know, thought about this whole thing. You know, he's asking me for my blessing. He can't even tell me he's in love with her. He can just tell me he's falling in love with her, if that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not going to ask all four, right? Right. Yeah, but, it, but, it, yeah, it's pretty great. I'd wait till like, 
you, you know, you know, the final one or two. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now it's time for Bree. They're off. They're doing some off-roading, little picnic. Now Bree is nervous about Matt meeting his family. Bree reveals that she doesn't have, you know, the traditional family, mom, dad, you know, kind of what you would think is of as a traditional family. So it's mom, uh, her very good friend, who's also named Bree, and then her baby sister. Uh, so mom and Matt one-on-one. And this is where we really see Matt kind of get addressed with this. He's like, All right. she's like, are you in love with my daughter? And Matt says, kind of pauses, doesn't really know how, you know, he knows how to answer, but kind of a loaded question. And he's like, I'm falling in love with your daughter. And obviously she doesn't love that. She's not, you know, super, super confident in that. And this whole thing with, with Brie, I know she was nervous, you know, for Matt, you know, she, she was talking about it. This was, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I was kind of in between. I thought this date was kind of iffy. Like what's the vibe that you got from Matt and Bree's day, especially the, the nightcap when he meets the family and friend? Sorry, I, I missed the last, last part there. What, what did you say? Yeah, so what was the overall vibe? Like, how did you feel? You know, obviously the day is whatever. That went fine. But the nightcap, when he meets the family, the friend, uh, you know, how did you feel that that went? Because I felt it was iffy. I, I didn't feel, like, totally strong about it. Yeah, I'm not too sure. It's, like, t- I don't know, man. I don't, I don't have a strong opinion on that side, you know, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Uh, Usually I do, but yeah, I just, you know. Yeah, just didn't feel it. So Serena time, Canadian, fellow Canadian, maple syrup, hockey, and being sorry. How did you, would you have passed her Canadian test? Would you have nailed the maple leaf and the hockey and all that stuff? Um, Well, like some of the stuff is pretty trivial and pretty minor. Like, I don't know how many points are on a maple leaf. Yeah. And uh, we do now. I mean, the whole poutine thing, like. Yeah. It looked horrible. Not, I mean, this like it's not common at all, really. Yeah. Um, well, it's all Canadian stereotypes, like you know. No, like, I know. It's just it's not like it's not that common that some of this stuff. But obviously, hockey is. But right. Routine, yeah. Routine yeah. Isn't really. Yeah, because I mean, if you're making like a, if I were to make a Canadian stereotype cartoon, I would make someone that drinks like, you know, a Canadian beer or no, just drink, eats poutine, plays hockey. And just drinks maple syrup all the time. And that's kind of what they put together. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the, the, uh, the shows usually play up that uh, Canadian stereotype. Right, right. Um, so Serena's sitting down with her sister. And this is where, you know, the first three dates were fine. Or, you know, the first two dates were good. And the breeze was a little iffy, I felt. But this is where it really starts to turn. Because... Serena and Matt feel pretty strong, but Serena, again, as we've learned with that yoga date too, she moves at a slower pace. Matt really likes her. He, you know, even talked about he was willing to fight. He wants this to work. This goes back to last week. And Serena sits down with the sister, her sister, and her sister says, I like Matt, but it's missing that X factor. It's missing that it factor. It's, it's, it's like almost there. It's like 95% there, essentially. It's just missing that one last thing. And without that one last thing, it's hard to, you know, the ultimate goal of spending your falling in love or being in love, getting married, spending the rest of your life together. It's missing that thing Serena's sister feels. So Serena goes from feeling pretty confident, feeling pretty good about her and Matt to now being unsure and confused. And now she doesn't know what to think. And, um, and, I'm, and I'm upset a little bit because I love Serena, but now she's having self-doubt. So... 
that's the date's over. Matt and Chris sit down. Um, you know, Matt feels that he still, you know, wants to fight, has to fight for Serena P. And now here's where Serena P goes and talks with Matt. She flat out tells him, and this, I think it fucked up Matt pretty good. Like he was, he was very upset about this. He was kind of gut wrenched. Serena flat out tells him, you know, builds it up big, butt, but I don't think you're my person. That's tough. Yeah, he, he looked pretty hurt. Uh, he looked pretty shocked. I don't know if it was the fact that it sounded like, you know, she had a bad relationship before no. where she got really hurt. Maybe she just, uh, the whole pro. I think the whole process for her was going too fast. And obviously she's not ready to get engaged. Um, and maybe she just, maybe she didn't really like him. Just wasn't ready, you know, um, as we see in the future and, uh, um, upcoming episode of the tell all right yeah so so we'll learn more if they'll definitely talk to serena so now serena's gone we do, we were dming about this a little bit we're not sure if anyone is left i'm sure someone over the years has left in a in a similar way as serena this far into it um but there's three roses left three girls all three girls move on so now moving on to fantasy suites michelle brie and rachel you said this week you're going to let us know who you think is going to take home the final rose. I'm still sticking with Rachel. Who do you think is going to take home that final rose? Uh, I don't know because I don't, like, <laughs> it's partly my fault because I skipped through some of the, a lot of the conversation. So I'd have to, like, <laughs> it's my fault because I, you know, like I said, I skipped through it um, and I really analyzed the relationship so much. Um, and don't listen to a whole lot. Um, mm, I don't think it's Rachel. Though. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm going as one of, the, one of the other girls. Okay. We'll see. We'll learn more next week. The women tell all should be good. It'll be the return of Queen Victoria. We'll see MJ. We're going to see all the bullies. Everyone that, you know, talk shit about each other. We're going to see, uh, God, I forget her name, but I know who I'm thinking about. The other Serena's going to be there. She's going to have a lot to say. It's... Women Tell All is going to be fun. It's just going to be one big cat fight. Apparently, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be pretty entertaining. No, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to this. So we got Women Tell All next week. Any final thoughts before we sign off here, Daniel? No. So I guess you think Rachel's going to win, eh? I think Rachel's going to win. I'm sticking by my girl. I'm sticking with my Rachel stock. Um, but honestly, I mean, if if I could start over, not really start over. I mean, Rachel, I'm sticking by Rachel because she's been my girl for like the last month of us doing episode of, of, of us doing this show. But if I, if I was putting money on it, if I had to bet on it, I think it's going to be Michelle. He really digs Michelle. I like Michelle. I mean, their, their connection's pretty strong. Yeah. It's going to probably be Michelle. Yeah. Um, but you know, who knows, maybe we'll just, we'll both be wrong and it'll be Brie and they'll go on to live happily ever after for a few months. For six months. For six months. And they break up. That's right. Or they've already broken up cause they have to be in private right now. And then we'll figure out that, uh, we never get to enjoy them publicly and it'll be a, just a national tragedy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for watching Joe Vore. Daniel McGuire, again, YouTube, Joe Vor, subscribe, hit the bell notifications, never miss an episode, don't want to look at us, that's fine, we understand, whatever, Joe Vor Podcast, Apple and Spotify, 
uh, follow, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday.